Well, hello again from the Granite State. My name is Gary, and this is Restoring Main Street Podcast. Thank you for joining me. It's November 3rd, and uh, what significance does that have? Well, yesterday, all across this nation, in every little town and municipality in each of our states, a, uh, a percentage of Americans went out and made their voices heard. They voted. Uh, unlike um, federal elections, uh, the local voting that occurred yesterday, um, even the midterms that are, are coming up next year, are usually um, low turnout events, which in a lot of ways actually surprises me. Um, but Right now, it is what it is. So why do I bring that up? Well, I I wanted to take just a couple of minutes to maybe share a couple points with you, ask a couple questions, and then in the long run, I'm uh, hoping to get your feedback. And um, this is not, even though it's about politics, is really not coming from a political point of view, even though I'm not going to try and kid you. I obviously, I have one of those. I have a position. But what I'm trying to base this on is, like I said, just some principled questions. And I'm interested in what you think. So why don't we do this? Why don't we start the program? again. So I, I guess what I'm going to do to try and uh, relate to you um, is just talk a little bit about my small city, uh, the city of Rochester, New Hampshire. We have uh, a population of a lo- little over 31,000, and that's of the as of the census in 2019. I would imagine it's uh, probably clicked up a few um, since then, coming into the end of uh, 2001. And much like every other small town or um, we're considered a city, uh, the makeup of such and, and your, your town government uh, can vary from place to place. But in the long run, um, these are the things that are closest to you, and whether you'd like to believe it or not, um, whether it be out of out of frustration or um, history of how things quote unquote go in your town, this is the portion of your life that affects you, or you can affect, the most, because it's within arm's reach. It's it's right there. It's where you drive home, where you park your car, where you call, you know, uh, you, you call home, where you hang your hat, um, where you pay your taxes. So I, I guess um, the reason for bringing this up is um, wondering whether you took the time yesterday to go out and exercise um, one of the biggest gifts that we have in this country, 
and that's um, that of your vote, your participation. So like I said, what I'm going to try and do, I guess, um, and, and try not to bore you to tears, is, is just share with you a little bit about my town, or my city rather, and um, see if you can relate. So, as you see here, right down in the uh, right-hand uh, bottom uh, southern part, southeastern part of the state, you can see a little green square down there. That, that my friends, is the uh, wonderful uh, metropolis uh, known as Rochester, New Hampshire, where, where I live. And... Um, just to share, like I said, a few things with you uh, about Rochester and see if perhaps you can relate a little bit. Um, Rochester was incorporated in um, 1722. This town was one of the four granted to uh, granted by Samuel Shute during his brief term as governor of then Massachusetts, which at the time included uh, the New Hampshire province. In 1722, uh, the, the excuse me the 1722 grant in, uh, included what is now Farmington, New Hampshire, which is our neighbors, and Milton, and was named for a close friend of Governor Shute, uh, Lawrence Hyde, the Earl of Rochester, who was a brother-in-law to King James II, and uh, the first settlers arrived in 1728, but uh, due to problems with the local Indians, the settlement didn't experience any growth until about 1760. And Rochester was incorporated as a city in uh, 1891. It includes the uh, village of Gonic, uh, named after the Indian Squanamagana, meaning day and water. And uh, we also have another little um, village uh, in East Rochester, which is uh, part of Rochester. And I guess this gets me to um, the portion of this that causes me to kind of ask some questions. If you look at this chart that I just pulled out, um, it shows the growth of Rochester uh, starting in 1970. Um, we were sitting at 17,938 souls here in the city of Rochester. And by, like I said, 2019, as of the census, it has grown to 31,526, which is, you know, quite a leap. And you can see that uh, illustrated there. Like I said, it's um, you probably have a hard time. It's uh, The graphics are kind of small, but uh, trust me with the mention of the population and, and um, what you're seeing there. Like I said, we've, we've grown quite a bit from 1970, a little over 17,000 to um, 2019 to over 31,000 residents in this town. And much like um, other towns and municipalities, we have, you know, your general uh, municipal services. Our type of government, we have a council and managers. We have, like I said, city council and, and a manager. Um, 
this is the portion of this that I, I, I guess I wanted to share with you most is if you look at this, the uh, municipal budget or appropriations for uh, 2021 is $48,868,269. Uh, and our school appropriations, our budget there for um, 2020 to 2021, $72,195,431. And we have, like most people, uh, or most, most communities, we have uh, you know, a full-time police department, we have a fire department, and we have emergency services. We have a, a hospital here in town, uh, Frisbee Memorial. So we have all of what you might consider um, what you need to constitute a town and um, a place that you'd like to live. Now this next group um, is basically some of the, the demographics that I wanted to share. Um, in the city of Rochester, like he said, a little over 31,000. You, you see the male population, a little over 15 female right there uh, next to it. Uh, they're pretty neck and neck. Um, and then you start breaking it down by um, age as far as the population goes. And you can see those under five are a little over 1,000. Uh, 1, and then you creep up and as you go from you know five to 19 and 20 to 34 and, and so on and so on, uh, the actual numbers in the population grow. But I guess what I'm, what I'm trying to get at here is if you look at the population, if you look at the um, approaching age of um, working class, people that uh, should be concerned about you know, what's going on in their community, um, how things are being handled, where the money is going. If you go back just for a second to that uh, municipal budget, almost $49 million. Um, that may not seem like a lot to, you know, a much bigger community, but um, that's still an amount of money that I would hope that uh, there'd be some concerns about, you know, using it responsibly. Um, the school budget, you know, uh, it, it uh, it's just about double uh, what the municipal uh, budget for the city is. Again, um, not an insignificant amount of money. And um, so based on this graphic that I showed you just a moment ago, as far as how the uh, demographics in this town break down as far as age. Um, there's a large chunk that are um, working here, living here, um, a decent amount of uh, people that are um, growing old here. So I, I, I guess my point with all of this is um, there's a lot of people in this town that um, have a huge stake in what goes on here. And um, I'm just wondering how many of those individuals decided to um, go out yesterday and actually vote. 
Um, I got some information from um, a friend of mine that uh, uh, took a snapshot actually from the town town page at the uh, at the end of um, the voting yesterday and when things were tabulated and um, it seems that we were up to about a little over uh, 25 percent of the population actually got out and voted in my city in Rochester yesterday. And uh, that was actually up almost 10.5% um, from 2019. And I guess that's still out of a city of over 31,000. Um, I guess I should be I should be pleased, um, but it's still, to me, you know, I guess begs some questions. And um, I guess that's kind of what I'm getting back to when I brought up these things and I showed you some of the statistics and what was going on in, in, my, in my city. So if you get uh, partici participation of, you know, uh, just under 25% of a population um, for a non-federal uh, election, I suppose I should be happy. I know that the, um, and it, don't get me wrong, um, there's some of the things that occurred, these things weren't insignificant um, we actually I'll share this this with you um, we actually made uh, Newsmax yesterday there was a post that uh, basically talked about our mayoral race where we flipped that position that had been held um, by uh, probably what you would consider more progressive or democratic-leaning um, mayors over the last few years. Um, even though I know um, municipal races like this are not supposed to be um, left or right or um, Republican or Democrat, but um, like I said, I. This really, why I brought this up is, is really not from a, a political position. It's more for me a, a, a moral question or um, talking about principles and concerns, um, those type of things. And I, I guess what it all um, leads to when I look at the percentage of actual participation in Rochester, and I'm wondering about across the country, um, it just begs the question, what are we missing? What does it take, I guess, to motivate a larger percentage of people to get out and um, make their voice heard. Even in these um, midterm or municipal elections, 
is there is there concern with the populace about what's going on around them in their communities? I mean, I know when you look at the larger picture nationally, um, I know there are things that, that concern people. There are things that concern me, is the direction of this country and um, uh, the things that um, we're focusing on as opposed to, like I said, uh, what I would consider maybe a, a more principled stance or um, some values that I remember, you know, like I said, growing up with and um, being taught in my, you know, formidable years. And I'm just wondering, it, do those things motivate people anymore? Or um, is it, is the reason we don't see a larger participation, is it, um, is it out of frustration? Is it a lack of trust? Um, perhaps you do monitor things in your city, in your town, and do you see too much waste? Um, not enough attention to the things that, that concern you, um, how your tax dollars are spent. Like I mentioned in, in my city, those are not those two figures that I showed you are not insignificant amounts of money, and that constitutes um, the hardworking dollars of each citizen in my city. And is there enough concern there with how that money is spent that would possibly motivate more people to get out and make your voice heard? So how do we do that? Demand better from those that are looking to seek public office? I think part of the reason we're in the situation that we're in in most cases is because for years we've trusted, um, trusted people. Um, we've put our trust in those institutions and um, those positions of importance that are supposed to be kind of watching out for us and maybe we've taken our eye off the ball or maybe that frustration or um, lack of uh, those individuals hearing your voice is, is what makes you stay home. But at this point, as um, you're seeing some things deteriorate around you, at what point do you decide to um, to make a stand and um, stand up and and in some cases, you know, perhaps go work for somebody that you believe in when it comes to um, those efforts for your city council or school board or mayor or um, like I said, when our federal elections come around. I'm just at the point where, if nothing else, I want to make sure that I try to shore up those things around me um, and those people that run the city that I live in and um, pray that they do it with the best of intentions. And uh, the only thing that I can do to help facilitate that is vote and support them. 
So I'm just going to leave you, I guess, with a couple of questions. Uh, and I, I know it may seem like I've um, rambled a little bit tonight. I was, like I said, attempting to make the point that um, these things that happen in your community and the dollars that get spent in your city and town are, um, are yours. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping that um, perhaps the, the next time this comes around in the midterms next year, um, that you, a larger percentage of you, step out and decide to uh, let your voice be heard. And I guess what I'd like in turn is, is is if you would comment, I know I ask you to comment every week, but if you would comment this week and if you didn't vote, maybe a quick um, explanation why. It doesn't have to be lengthy. Like I said, let me know um, your opinions, where your frustrations come from, and why you feel perhaps that those those concerns aren't aren't being met. And I just... I'm trying to do this perhaps maybe to understand and I'll share that with those that um, that tune in for the podcast and maybe we can have um, a conversation conversation about things that are, are definitely important and this is how you try to affect change um, so please if you would reach out I would appreciate that and um, I know I'm going to switch back and forth here to from my um, pictures. I want to talk about um, the metal signs that you see out behind me. If you uh, take a look at this camera angle and uh, you see out back, that is a We the People 1776 metal sign. And uh, if we switch back to the webcam, you can see my uh, silhouette logo in the background. Well, what I uh, want to share with you uh, briefly, and like I said, they they don't. Um, this is not a, a live read for them, but uh, I just feel um, inclined to to share uh, these folks with you. This is um, Metalheads LLC at uh, metalheadsrock.com, and. Uh, they made those two signs uh, for me to put in the, in the background of, uh, for my podcast. And um, like I said before, uh, they have their own website, uh, metalheadsrock.com, and uh, they have everything from uh, rock concert T-shirts and hats and all kinds of uh, you know, novelties in, in that respect. But they also do the metal signs like you see back there. They have tons and tons and tons of them that you can uh, go in and take a look at. And if, um, like with my logo, I brought them in a picture and they produced that for me so they can do something like that for you too. So t-shirts, hats, uh, clothing, apparel, all that type of stuff. And they also do um, custom fire pits uh, with different, um, like I said, metal graphics carved out in them you know everything from they had some halloween themed ones um you know to rock ones anything that you're interested in if you check out um, metalheadsrock.com i'm sure they could probably um help you out and and uh and 
get you supplied with all the stuff that gets you headbanging or uh, you know burning out in the backyard with some with some close friends um, this time of the year because it is, it is certainly uh, getting to be um, fire pit season uh, more and more as things get cooler and cooler so so like I like to remind uh, you at the end of all of these um, you can find uh, the Restoring Main Street podcast on uh, YouTube. You can find it on Rumble. You can find it on Gab TV. I have a Getter account. I have an Instagram account. I have a Twitter account. All uh, Restoring Main Street podcast. And if you look those up, I would appreciate any one of those. And like I said, I do post to YouTube, but honestly, I seem to get the biggest feedback um, from Gab TV. Uh, I would really almost prefer that you would go there or to rumble but wherever you choose to watch that's up to you and I would support uh, or appreciate your support yeah, like share um, write a review that's one of the things that uh, Facebook keeps bugging me about is getting somebody excuse me to write a review about uh, restoring Main Street all of those things any of those things would help greatly uh, share with a friend and uh, get the word out because um, the reason I do this is hopefully a, a way to uh, inform you the best that I can, ask some relevant questions, and then I'm always looking, like I said, for your feedback. So if you would share your commentary, um, smash the like buttons on all of those social media um, platforms, and um, let me know what you think. I would truly, truly appreciate it. So. Um, once again, in leaving you, let me just say, please, the next time the opportunity for you to voice your opinion by using your vote, I would, uh, I would encourage you, please, to get out there and do that. And let me leave you with this. Is God, freedom, and family. Because if we lose the first two, our families are certainly doomed. So thank you once again for tuning in and um, God bless.